Welcome in to the IPL podcast episode, I think 15. I'm going to be honest, we haven't done this in a month, so my brain is on on schedule-wise. I, I don't I don't have a schedule at the moment. It's Levi Peckinpah, Parker Terrell, Ian Nickel. Fellas, it's been so long, man. How are y'all doing? Good. Yeah. I hope you, hope you all had a good uh, Christmas and holidays. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty nice. Ian rocking the UCO gear right now. By the way, congratulations, Ian, going getting to UCO, man. I'm happy for you. Roll shows. Thank you, man. Roll shows, baby. Roll shows. It's been a long time. This is episode 15, by the way. I just checked. That's right. Yeah. Okay, good. It's been a long time. Uh, yeah. A lot of bowl games are happening. We're watching the uh, one of the greatest bowl games of all time now, Duke's Mayo Bowl. It's I mean, right now. It's just like eating mayo the entire game. Yeah, no, I, there's been, I've seen so many, there's, there was one North Carolina state fan that just dumped a whole tub of mayo in his mouth. And I just got to say, what an absolute king right there. Uh, he, he is there. It should have been me. It should have been me. Do we freaking mayo dump? Oh, 100% that's accurate. We were so, we were close. I, uh, oh. They gave me a little runner runner up gift. Um, they gave me some Duke's Mayo socks, which I should have been wearing today. I completely forgot. I couldn't find them. And a Duke's Mayo pennant. So thank you. Thank you, Duke's Mayo. Wow. Wow. We need to see if we can get a Duke's Mayo sponsorship. Dude, I wish. That'd be sick. The IPO podcast just sponsored by Duke's Mayo. Dude, that would be great. All we would ask for in return some mayonnaise i think that's probably about it i like mayonnaise so honestly mayonnaise really does enhance some meals. yeah you can't have ranch without mayonnaise so that is very true that is very true well fellas it has been a month since our previous episode also lack of twitter activity has not helped because just the, the episode you're like all right i'm gonna get off twitter for a little bit but since the end of that last episode, the Oklahoma State regular season has ended. Uh, the opening of the transfer portal and signing day has happened. Uh, lots of players went out for every school, but Oklahoma State lost an abundance of players. Uh, Oklahoma State lost uh, against Wisconsin in the guaranteed rate bowl. Uh, Mike Gundy and a media member got into, well, Mike Gundy gave a little bit of a, not a little bit, not really, not a good response to the question. So uh, this feels like it, the encapsulation of the season has kind of been like Indiana Jones, like the whenever he's having to run against the boulder. And instead of the good ending where he makes it out alive, uh, Oklahoma State just got squashed by the boulder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, losing six of eight is tough, no matter which way you slice it. Uh, you know, finishing the season seven and six after starting six and zero, oh, right? Six and or was five and zero. Oh? Five and zero. Oh, five and zero. Oh. Six and one. So oh, six and one because that lost TCU. So that's tough. Um, the uh, guaranteed rate bowl was an absolute stinker. That game started at nine fifteen. At night, oh, and I put myself twenty-five. Yeah, I put myself through that entire game, um, just to see them get beat at the end. Um, and so, congrats to Wisconsin. Congrats to Wisconsin also for getting Tanner Mordecai, 
in the transfer portal? Uh, Did not know he was going into the transfer portal. Nope. And speaking of transfer, I guess, Ian, you can give your thoughts on the season and the bowl game, but I'd like to talk about the portal. Go ahead, Ian. Um, about, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the guaranteed rate bowl. And the end of the season, the final thoughts on the season. Yeah. I'm going to grab water for a second. It was pretty bad. Um, you know, started out good. Health issues got in the way, clearly. The bowl game itself, I mean, it started out all right. Field was very slippery. I was watching Breaking Bad for the first and second halves. Um, oh, yeah. How's that going? Home. Dude, Breaking Bad's nuts, man. I'm on season three. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, Breaking Bad is like the best show of all time for a reason. Yeah, and uh, it, it's really good right now. I really like Saul. Saul, oh, well, I, I wish he, they would make a whole series about him. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, oh, I, I, I would watch that next. Um, yeah, it's just a bad. It's just a bad. It's just a multiple farts. That's what it was about the guaranteed rate bowl. They almost made it close, and then, like, immediately on the final drive, Rangel threw an INT. Rangel uh, had that insane touchdown. Yeah, which uh, was mainly Johnson. Was Garbo. He was uh, Garbo. Uh, he, he had the one. Oh, yeah, and then he had the softball toss. Softball toss, the rollout shot to – I'm trying – was it to Brennan Presley or was it to – oh, no, it was that was – to Rashad Owens. Yeah. The rollout. And then the other touchdown was just Stephon Johnson doing everything. Yeah. But to me, like, he had the equivalent of a Duke's Mayo tub worth of mayonnaise for an offensive line. Uh, oh. Offensive line didn't help. I mean, for the rushing game, uh, you barely got above 50 yards. So, for me, it was his third true start as an Oklahoma state cowboy. So I'm not going to be like, boo, get this guy out of here. Boo. He stinks. Boo. I'm not going to be like that. Uh, was it great? No. But was it like completely one of the worst performances ever? No, he was just kind of like how chase Wolf on the other side was game manager. That's what he really was this game because he just doesn't, doesn't fully have the role. Uh, so I, I give it like, because he did one or two good things here and there, the interception, that's one of those where it's like he overthrew a lot in that game. And so with that too, uh, I'm trying to remember because one interception wasn't his fault because he had two. Yeah, he had two. That one was, uh, it was the defender, uh, Dort Jr., I believe, just scraped the ball out of the wide receiver's hands. Wide receiver had it clean. He just, That was the end. That was the last one. No, the last one, uh, it was a 1v1. And because it was like with two minutes left and it was a one V one and Dort junior. I think it was Dort junior. If not, it was someone else. Uh, it, uh, Rangel overthrew it by like a yard or two. So instead of putting it near the wide receiver's hands, it was right in the hands of the defender. He just went and just took it. Okay. I might've got those mixed up, but yeah. So I'm curious. Sorry, go ahead. Maybe it's either between a C minus and a D plus. D plus. Probably D plus. So, well, 
Yeah, D plus. I'm gonna go. I'll give it C minus because of the scoop pass. Because yeah, that was on fourth down. That was gutsy. That was a gutsy. Play. I'll go. I'll go C minus because of the scoop pass in the one rollout where I thought he was not gonna get a, the ball locked, but he rolled out to the left, get it to Rashad Owens. So give me C minus. I'm fine with that. Offensive line F minus. <laughs> Double F as always. Uh, I'm gonna give it a C. I'm gonna give him a C because. Hey, I think Wisconsin just playing a Wisconsin defense is always going to be tough. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the, of the doubt there. Yeah. Uh, his offensive line did not make it easy for him. The field was very slippery because he was going to he was going to chuck one and he just fell down. By the way, I love how in the state of Arizona, where you have Arizona and Arizona State, and one of those places is playing at the former stadium of the Arizona Cardinals. It's their stadium now. And also the Arizona Cardinals. And so they decide we're going to be unique. We're playing at a baseball stadium. How stupid is that? Not to mention, we're going to make it sod yeah. that like nobody's used to playing on. And, and the sod quality was terrible. We're just lucky that we didn't have like four popped ACLs. Yeah. I, it, one of the offensive linemen for Wisconsin, like went down early. He still played, but you could tell he was hurt. Uh, but I'm with you, Ian, like for Wisconsin, what they are known for, Offensive, defensive lineman, and it's high well, quality. Guys. And they were playing for Jim Leonard, who uh, mm-hmm. that was his last game for Wisconsin. Um, and he's the one who got the Gatorade bath at the end and for them. And so, yeah, I mean, all in all, you know, I, I'm happy that it wasn't like, you know, it could have been like 35 to zero, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, they competed in some aspects. I think the defense competed. They were – really outmanned, especially going against Wisconsin's offensive line and Braylon Allen. Yeah. And they kind of played their trademark bend don't break at some times, but um, there's some promising things going forward on the defense for next year, but offensively, man, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we got to get a quarterback. We want to talk about Brandon Armstrong. I'm, I'm in the camp of, I think Wisconsin's out of out of the terms right now. Yeah, they just got Mordecai. Yeah, well, they got Mordecai. They'd gotten they had also gotten two prior quarterbacks before Mordecai that were in the transfer portal. So they're stacked yeah, up. On, who else did they get? Uh, the quarterback from OU, uh, Evers. Yeah, not Evers. Evers. And there was someone else that they'd gotten in the transfer portal, but they're stacked up on the quarterback for a long time. But now that's popped up is NC State, one of the Duke mailable participants right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in a throw for Brandon Armstrong. And I'm wondering, since a new one has made it in, I kind of think Armstrong isn't to Oklahoma State. And it's just personal. That's just my thought. It, there's no throwaway in there, whatever. Uh, but to me, I don't well, think... We don't know if... NC State was always in it. Right. We don't know. To me, it's one of those where I think they might have been like a back pocket thing if if uh, with Wisconsin they weren't fully dedicated. And so, yeah, I to me, I think he probably goes to NC State, and I think we go somewhere else because there's enough quarterbacks that have not made the move. And to me, like, I think it's just lateral compared to Spencer Sanders. Like, I don't think it's much of an improvement. I don't think it's getting worse. I think it's, you're right along the same lines. Well, it all depends on the offensive line. Yeah. 
you could throw out Joe Montana back out there, quarterback. And if your offensive line is the equivalent of another Duke's Mayo tub full of mayo, then you're you're not going to be able to block anything. Then again, you would at least taste great. How do we get a Big 12 team to the Duke's Mayo Bowl? We need to make this happen. Is it always ACC Big Ten? It alternates. So it's ACC Big Ten this year, uh, and then SEC versus ACC next year. See, we can give them the we can give someone else the guaranteed rate bowl. We get the Duke's Mayo Bowl. We get the we get the cheese it's though. Who's supposed to the ACC? The ACC gets both. So they get a perfect chip and a dip, technically. (laughs) Yeah. Also, hold on. How about so the 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 portal? Um, I would say that it's pretty even with the guys coming in versus the guys we lost. Yeah, because out of the guys you lost. Uh, the main contributors, Spencer Sanders, of course, Dominic Richardson, which he is what he is. And which to me, is he, I, do you think he'll start at Baylor? I no, no, no. What Richard Reese did this season. Yeah. He, I hope he balls out of Baylor. That's my only take. I hope he balls out of Baylor. He's my yeah. guy. Middle school basketball homies for life. <laughs> my guy. That's my take. I hope he balls out. Except not against OSU. Exactly. My whole thing is where all these yeah. guys have landed, I've no beefs, no qualms with any of them. They do what they do. They're going to get money. Uh, there is one that you might have beef with. I don't care about Trace for going to OU. He, he makes in his principle. Own... In principle, you're not against that going to your rival. To me, that's the only case where like, if you're super hardcore into the fandom, I understand where that agitates a lot of people. But at the same time, the way this dude's career has been playing out where he's been really injury ridden, he's very good, but he needs to probably go to a place that allows him a restart. OU's probably the place. And I mean, he's an Oklahoma boy. So it makes sense that if he's going somewhere, it's in the state of Oklahoma and it's still at a high rate. I hate that it is OU, but at the same time, that's not my decision. So to me, for literally all these guys, good luck wherever you're going to be going at. Just don't play well against Oklahoma State. That's that's my whole thing. So Thomas Harper hasn't decided yet. Thomas Harper hasn't decided. Mason it Cobb. looks like he might go to K-State. Ooh, that would be a good fit for him. What I've seen, he, he tweeted an every man a wildcat thing. Yeah. I hate when our guys go to Big 12 teams. I don't mind. Whatever. Leave. Go get your NIL money. Go find a better place for you. But it just sucks when you have to play against them. The thing is, though, we've benefited from other Big 12 teams tossing in the NIL portal as well. Josh Sills, your Philadelphia Eagle now, he came from West Virginia. Uh, Basketball-wise, Bryce Thompson, Tyreek Smith. Oklahoma State, they benefited a little bit from getting guys in the transfer yeah. portal. Football, we haven't really. I mean, you, you did talk about I mean, Sills. But Sills was one of the best offensive That's really it. The best offensive linemen on one of Oklahoma State's teams, best teams ever. So, imagine, yeah. Imagine if the roles were reversed, though. Imagine OSU gets an OU guy. You know how happy we'd be about that? Yeah. I, I hate – you know, I, I hate seeing – and this is one particular guy – Friggin' o-, o State probs or whatever, calling him a snake and whatever. I I hate that. That's bush league. That's childish. Grow up. You should never tweet bad things at anybody. No. Which, but that's just what Twitter is. So that's what I was saying. Like in our group chat, I was like, it doesn't make it right, but I'm not surprised that Trace Ford's getting all this heat. Oh yeah. He knew that that was gonna happen. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I that I I don't. 
don't like that he went to OU, right? I don't think anybody does. But I understand college football is a business. I hope he balls out. I'm sure there's reasons behind it. Brock Martin had a tweet that was like, you don't know the reasons about why he's doing this. Mind your own business. I would love to know the reasons. He may not say it publicly. That that tweet was just um... – that that tweet accomplished nothing to me. He just, I mean, obviously we don't know. Yeah. I mean, Brock Martin didn't have to say that. I guess him coming to his defense, kind of. I mean, I guess that's a. Well, you can see that all the OSU guys are supporting him in his yeah. decision. Oh, I think everybody supports. Yeah. Everybody when it comes to the portal stuff because it yeah. it, it affects everybody. If you if you want to go to the portal, you can go to the portal. I don't think. Uh, unless you're just a bad teammate yeah. and everybody hates you, then whatever. Exactly. But, as long as you're not a piece of garbage to anyone else, if you're not a piece of garbage mm-hmm. to teammates, like I legit, I have no qualms or problems about it because everyone's taken advantage of it. And here's the thing. If we were in that situation, it, it's like a job. It's, it's, it's pretty much like a job. Say you're in your job right now, uh, Say like I'm in my job right now and I get an offer that says, Hey, we're going to, we're going to pay you $80,000 to do the exact same thing. You just got to come over to us. I'd be like, give me one second. Uh, I'm gonna go put in my uh, two weeks and I'll be that way. We'd all do, do the same things if we had better spots and better opportunities. And that's what's happening in college football right now is it's, well, it's becoming professional. I, yeah. I'm definitely not. I mean, there's a, a guy that's from my hometown that played at Texas state. That's going to be coming here. And I'll come into OSU. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the, the reason that he decided to come was not because of money or anything like that. It's because his coach got fired at Texas state, mm-hmm. Jake Spavital. And so he, you know, that there's a lot of portal guys that are still making that decision based on coaching right. that we don't understand. Like, for example, some random Purdue wide receiver decides to transfer. Well, that could be because his, Receivers coach got fired, and we just don't know about it. Oh, yeah. I don't think every single transfer portal decision is just because I'm not playing and I want more money oh, from this other 100%. team. 100%. With every single person, there are multiple things that go into, whether it's family, friends, girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, whether it is cash, whether it's just location, coaches. Multiple things go into this, and I there's literally legit – no qualms or anything about it because the transfer portal is in every sport. I, everyone's using it. I'm against the portal in the sense of, I don't think that that the way people are using it was the way that it was intended. Um, and I think that the combination of NIL, which I'm not against and the portal one-time transfer rule is really muddying the waters and really hurting a lot of these smaller football teams. Mm-hmm. That being said, I love the portal for every other sport. I think the portal has saved college basketball. College basketball was not a good product for a while there. I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed it. But the one and done stuff was really just not making college basketball good. Now you hear about these. There's this guy that's in the Patriot League that averages like 29 points a game. Now that guy can transfer to like Arkansas and be a solid starter for them. Um, you hear about him, maybe he makes it to the NBA. For like, I'll also keep it in college basketball, but I'll turn it women's wise because we are here for Oklahoma State. What Coach Hoyt has done for this team, like, there's a good chunk that are from this, uh, the previous Oklahoma State roster, but there's a very good chunk that are just from a lot of various spots. Some, some of them, a lot of them from small schools. And yet the Cowgirls are balling out right now because they found the right group 
of players to do it. And like Big 12 right now across the board in men's basketball is the most even I've seen all year long. Like at the time, there's only like six or seven teams for men's basketball that make it in. There's a good chance to get eight or nine in this year because of how even it is across the board. Like even Bob Huggins, who last year put together a bad team, found players that fit his system, and yet he's turned out great basketball again. Like you can the, – the transfer portal – pretty much anywhere else that is not football excels, but football, they just take advantage of it because that's the money maker. And so all these people throw up Buku's amount of stupid money. And some of them have success. Some of them end up paying for the biggest recruitment class in Texas and in history and regret all the money they threw in. Speaking of Texas, Chris Beard. Yikes. And still, though, I mean, he's, he didn't get fired. Yeah, so. yeah, he's still on, still on, but uh, suspended without pay. Without pay. And then the the alleged victim came out and said that none of it's true. So I don't know. Mm. It was like I wanted to say uh, something happened, or the, mm. oh, it might be one yeah, of the. Fish. It might be one of those where you might have to put on a different story because some other story isn't really be been telling the truth might be yeah. something else that you don't want the public to know about so we got put on a different story who knows but that stinks for texas because they were like number two in the country when all that went down so. like if chris beard hadn't did what he did and he was still with the squad this year i would i easily think that this texas team it could be a final four team easily I mean, they're still really good yeah I think they've only lost one game so. yes i mean the yeah. interim coach has been taken over and here's the thing if chris beard stuff continues to go like this Maybe just make the interim coach the permanent coach and let Chris Beard go. Yeah. I mean, because if they just continue to have success this year and they trounce the Big 12 with like in him, like Texas and Kansas, just battle it out. Boop, Chris Beard, keep keep the assistant, uh, the interim coach and that staff and get going. Baylor's really good too. Yeah. And uh, again, like Kansas, across. Jared Wilson, what he's able to do for Kansas right now, like last year he was just a rebounds guy, like almost around a double-double. He's stepping up 20 point, 21 points a game and nine nine rebounds, and he's just falling out. Grady Dick is like going to be a lottery pick. Yeah. So Can't wait to, for people to buy that jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy was like the Gatorade player of the year in all of high school basketball last year. So he's a he's a white baller, trying to trying to do the uh, latest Doug McDermott impression. So you know, back to the back to football, back to the portal. I think I like the two guys we got from Tulsa. I think that was mm-hmm. big time additions. I hope we can eventually make it a third and get uh, Kandare and Ray the safety mm-hmm. out of the portal. I love that. And uh, but definitely losing Muhammad and Harper that hurt. Uh, that, that hurt. Um, and then Sanders, of course. But I, you know, I was I was honestly ready for Sanders to move on, uh, whether mm-hmm. it was to another team or to the NFL. Um, I I just think that we've seen his ceiling, and the ceiling's the roof. And I, I'm ready to. I was just ready to move on. Mm-hmm. But I'm. I'm so much more ready to move on from Casey Dunn and Charlie Dickey, though. He's got to go. They got to go. And 
here's the thing with the Gundy outburst. That makes me think that there are going to be changes made. Him acting like that makes me think that there's going to be some changes. Or he's going to double down. I I don't I don't know how much the like administration has a hand in that. I think mm-hmm. probably zero because that was the issue that Gundy had with the previous one. Yeah. But one thing, I mean, they want to win. And, you know, seven and six seasons are not, you know, are not the expectation at OSU and Gundy gets paid too much for that. And so he knows that. And I think that just based on statistics, he can see that there's needs to be some type of change made. Oh yeah. Uh, he's not oblivious to this whole thing. And it's, it's a weird situation. I've talked about it with Parker before with the response from Gundy. I'm not surprised that that's the response he gave because that's a Mike Gundy response. I think it easily could have been handled a lot better because that was as unprofessional as possible. And for, well, yeah. And for Marshall Scott, uh, the man who asked the question, it's a fair question because you don't know when's the next chance that you're going to be able to ask Mike Gundy a question. And let's be as honest as possible. It's probably going to be spring. Well, it's going to be after the changes are already made. Exactly. Changes are already done. You're, it's going to be spring practice time when that is going to be possible. Because, I mean, when has Gundy been known to give extra time to, to talk the, with the media? He's the, as unmedia friendly as possible. My thing is... Gundy had all the power in that situation. This guy only covers OSU, Marshall Scott, for whatever. I don't even know what website I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I just said, the changes are going to be made, and then the media will get to talk to Gundy after spring practice. And so when was he going to ask this question? And, and Gundy had all the power in that situation, knowing what I just said, and still decided to act the way that he did and threatened to not let him be in the media anymore, which is also insane. That's a, I'm trying to think of the word. uh, uh, It's like totalitarian government style. Well, because he was talking about, and I understand the thought of like, you're asking all this while the man's uh, like all these uh, coaches, like their wife and kids are here. This is their job for them. So what you're going to do is then threaten to take away basically his job from him. So would that be irony? Is that what that would be looking for? Is that? And it's like, yes, it's these people's like families and their lives, but we don't work in insurance, right? Like this is college football, major college football. People get fired. Coaches get fired all the time. OSU has been so fortunate and lucky that to my knowledge, the only coach that Gundy's ever fired is Glenn Spencer. And I don't even know if he got fired as much as they didn't renew his contract. Mm -hmm. And so when big changes are going to be made, there needs to be questions asked about it. And those questions Mm -hmm. are only able to be asked right now. Mm -hmm. And he just freaks out on it. And it's, that's just not professional. And Mm -hmm. that just shows how much power Gundy really has. Cause really, I think any reasonable coach in that situation would be like, you can do something along the lines of, I respect the question, but we're just right after the bowl game. So I could give, I'm not talking about like off that, season man. things right now. Exactly. You're just, you just stated the you, end. You don't have to be a jerk about it. You could have just said no comment. Yeah. No comment. We well, move on. Uh, 
In Oklahoma, that probably would not have gone well. You could have just literally given a thing of like, hey, we're we're just getting out of our bowl game. We just had a bowl game literally 20 minutes ago. Get back to me in a couple weeks. I'll give you an actual real concrete answer or maybe not. Like, legit, give, it's one of those things where, again, you could have handled it a lot better. I understand the timing of the question isn't that great, but at the same time, when are you going to get that time? No one really knows because Mike Gundy just isn't, a media guy he doesn't like the media so I, and it's not like so say gundy they dismiss casey dunn charlie dickey you think they're gonna it's not the pros they're not gonna have a press conference where the gm comes out and addresses all of these things mm -hmm. as soon as it happens they don't do that and right. so i it's just ridiculous that the, that's the way he acted i think to me and i think that that shows how like conceited he is in his job security which it should be. He's not getting fired. He would have to kill somebody to get fired, my Gundy. But I just don't appreciate that these guys, they cover you. Only you, my Gundy. And that's how you treat them. In the bowl game. Like, come on. My whole thing is, is just it didn't show respect. Because I feel like a lot of people... Like you say with the tenure that Mike Gundy has, the respect that they probably have for him with what he's done with Oklahoma State, what a lot of people do for what he's been able to do for Oklahoma State, because taking Oklahoma State pretty much out of the dark ages, yes, you've had you've had NFL players here and there, but Mike Gundy took Oklahoma State to that next level. And just the disrespect that was to Marshall Scott, really it was a slap in the face to media because if you look at the responses online, the main people that are going off, yes, you have Oklahoma State fans who are going after Gundy, but it's media people who are going at Gundy for like, come on, you could have treated this a lot better. So it really wasn't just a slap in the face to Marshall Scott and with what they do over there. It was a slap in the face to a lot of media members. And just I, Marshall shouldn't have to apologize. He made like a statement. He shouldn't have made it. He shouldn't have said a word. And for and yeah. the way Marshall said the question, it wasn't it wasn't like a couple was it weeks, month ago, like actually I think it might've been last week, the Giovanni Bernard question that that one reporter threw at Gio and was as disrespectful as possible trying to get a response out of Giovanni Bernard. That wasn't Marshall Scott. He did it as respectfully as he could with a tough question. And the thing is in media, you have to ask tough questions. You have to ask things that are uncomfortable, that are not that great. And because of the timing, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Mike Gundy, how many of these questions all all year long are just complete softballs? Like, what are the injuries looking like this week? Which Gundy never answers. He always says, I don't talk about injuries. So then it's just like, well, what were you thinking on this play and third down and 11? And, let's be as and then he gets one hard, semi-hard question that is well-worded and not going. It's not like Marshall Scott was like, so Casey Dunn and Charlie Dickey have struggled this year on the coaching staff. Do you think there's going to be some changes made? No. He just said, with the portal, the way that it is now, coaching changes are being made early and earlier in the year. Is there any plans for that? And, and Gundy just lost. And the way you could have responded is the way you responded to injuries the whole year. You literally could have gave pretty much that type of response of, hey, since we're just out of the bowl game, we're not going to talk and anything also, about it. He was like, he was like, that's just my job. He was like, why would you ask that question? You know I'm not going to answer it. And he was like, well, it's my job. And then Gundy was just like, well, then I might have to cut you out. It's like this guy has been at every single OSU media availability for how many years now? It's not like Gundy doesn't know who he is yeah, or, or anything like that. And it almost makes me think that Gundy knew that this clip would go viral 
And so he he that's way the way he acted so that he can show that he oh he cares so much about his staff. And it just it should have backfired more. It didn't even get that much traction. Like I don't even think it was on ESPN. Well, that's because Trace Ford's news for Oklahoma State took everything away. That, oh, yeah, but I'm just saying it like it wasn't on ESPN or anything. Yeah. The, what happened? I will say, shout out Ben Hutchins for getting the video though, because it got True. He, he's able to probably yeah. get a following off of that. So shout out to Ben. True. Go Ben. The only good thing. Oh, Hutchins can... twins. Shout out the Hutchins twins. Shout out because they're really good riders for sure. And uh, they're done this year. This is their last year. So, mm-hmm. in which I think they're good people too. Great people. Yeah, they're they're phenomenal. Love those guys. They're probably I, I love just... all the guys that are covering OSU for the Ocali this year. They're killing it. Yeah, and also shout out like Adam Engel, who I think is like the head of them for now. Yeah, I don't know he's if he's the yeah. editor in chief. Co-editor editor in chief. Co-editor in chief. Yeah. Adam's just balling. He's he's dope. Doing his thing, yeah. Uh, Marcus, not Marcus. Marcus's brother Gabe. Gabriel. Gabe. Yeah, great job, Gabe Trevino. All those guys. There's yeah. a, there's a guy named Parker who does a great job covering mm-hmm. sports. Yes, shout out to them. But yeah, it was just frustrating for me and and my. My dad and cousin who have been OSU fans for a long time, they were just really frustrated and with, you know, and I think that they represent a, a good chunk of fans that were frustrated at that response. And I know it's been a frustrating season, and I know that, you know, that game was probably a culmination of all the frustrations, and Gundy probably wasn't in the greatest mood. Um, he could have handled it better. So much better. Literally, a, a, no, a no comment would have been better than that. It's it could have been handled so much better by everybody in this scenario. And the thing is, Marshall, he just didn't he didn't do anything like he didn't try to act. It was the most generic question for it, just like, hey, anything for changes. And Mike gave the worst response possible. Well, it almost also makes me think that Gundy was like ready for for a, any type of he had this uh-huh. response in the chamber for any questions about coaching changes. And then he just let, let the guy have it. And like what other coach in the country is going to threaten a media like about taking their thing away, which this is the second time that Gundy's done that. If you remember the Jalen McCleskey thing that happened, I would, and so I assume the only other person in, he, I would assume he's already done it before is Nick Saban. He's done that before. I don't know if he's ever threatened to take it away. He's definitely gone off, gone off, gone off media, on media. But yeah. they also have way more people at their media. Of course, because it's Alabama. But so he actually may be like, I don't actually know that guy because yeah. we've got 50 people here and everything. But Gundy knows who that is. He sees him every single time. And it, I just think that he is going to have to make some changes and he knows it. And to kind of throw up a smoke screen. He wanted to freak out about this so that people would talk about that instead. And I just don't think it worked. Someone needs to hire Mike Gundy PR guy. Well, and that changed. He looked over at the SID and we, he he was out of frame. So we don't really know what he was doing, but he definitely would have hired a PA PR guy after the OAN shirt thing. I don't think Gundy's that kind of guy. I think that he controls everything and he's going to have a say in everything that he does. And so, um, but the only good thing that comes out of it is I think that there are going to be changes made and that's why he made that. That's why he decided to act like that. Do I think it'll be done? No, I think it'll be Dickie. I think, I think Dickie's not going to be the coach anymore. 
yeah, the main problem with Oklahoma State is the offensive line. That is, Umro Nuno is the number one problem because you can complain anything about what Casey Dunn wants to do. The problem is, is if whoever's at the quarterback for Casey Dunn gets a 1-1000 and then he's already scrambling or sacked or whatever, you could drop the most creative play ever. But if he can't get the ball off, if he doesn't have that opportunity, if he can't hand the ball off to whoever's going to be the running back, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. So to me, and I, I, there's got to be change. If it mm-hmm. is at that, that offensive line spot, it's probably where it needs to be. That's where I would go first. That It would be do something at the offensive line. You in, need that restructure. In the era of the portal, it's so easy to get good offensive line because mm-hmm. there's so many out there. Mm-hmm. We've already done it with Sills. We've done it with Godlewski. We're bringing in Dalton Cooper this upcoming year uh, and one more from UNLV. Right. Um, the previous guy uh, from the previous year, uh, Vanderbilt, we got Jason Brook. We got Queso. And he actually turned out to be pretty good down the, down the stretch. Yes. He started finally figuring it out, and he was really good. So it's so easy to get good offensive linemen now. Mm-hmm. There's just no excuse for having a bad offensive line in today's college football. Right. And I know the thing that didn't help is injuries because that, that plagued Oklahoma State. Well, that's where recruiting comes in. Mm-hmm. Your recruits can be the guys that you're developing that will have to step in if some of these starters go down. Right. But your starters should be experienced guys that you either have brought up in the program or you brought in with the portal for like their last year or two. And then, like I just said, maybe you've got a sophomore or junior that you've been waiting to play that will fill in for them. Yeah. And TCU, every team has offensive line injuries. Every team. Oh yeah. And the teams that are able to withstand it are the ones that have success. And OSU just hasn't been able to do that. Mm -hmm. These really three or four years that Dickie's been here. Oh, yeah, because you if you go back through the past couple of years, I'll, I'm trying to think which year. Okay, so Tevin Jenkins last year, that was the first year of Josh Sills. Tevin Jenkins went out the back half of the year uh, with his back injury, and so it was Josh Sills who had to fill in. Uh, then the then the, the year after, which that was the big year for Oklahoma State, the, the year before this Woodard year. got hurt a bunch. Woodard got hurt. Uh, Danny Gillespie went Sills out. Sills was down. Uh, Sills, was, though, was there for, like, the big moment. He, yeah. he was there uh, for the back end and, and maybe for the Big 12 title game, but Godlewski was out for like the back half of the Big 12 schedule. This season, everybody was hurt. Because <laughs> Preston Wilson, it'd be, he'd start a game, halfway throughout the game, get injured. Uh, Cole Bar- Birmingham didn't play this year uh, because he started out the season hurt. Uh, Hunter Woodard's still been out with injuries, and I think just health-wise, probably doesn't come back. And it's mainly because... He needs to live a healthy life, and if he keeps on chalking up these injuries, it probably just go go do you, man. It, and and it's not one of those where he's also about to marry a yeah. former OSU softball pitcher, Morgan Day. Yeah, I mean, like in my opinion, just go go live life and enjoy life. If 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 injuries are continuously in your future, it's probably the best way to go. Eli Russ went out halfway throughout the year, so and you were basically roto- rotating through center two and three at that point. And so Kowalski was hurt all the time. Yeah, and so then half the times you're just it, it was crazy on the offensive line, and eventually you got to throw it away. And just best men that are available play, but when your best men are three or four, uh, then you are in deep, deep. You know what? But there's very few teams that have to deal with that. Yeah, this is just the one 
I think the most injury prone I've seen an Oklahoma state team in my lifetime. Yeah. In which, so that means we assume that doesn't happen next year because that's, it's a rarity type thing. Yeah. And the receivers were really hurt this year too. Which the only, the only good thing you got out of injuries is a lot of the young guys got reps and mainly in the secondary. Like that's, that's the great thing that came out of it is a lot of young guys, uh, wide receivers, also Stephon Johnson jr. Oh, that dude's going to be good. Kind of has a little bit of the problem yeah. with props. He does. He does have a Des Bryant problem. I will admit, because uh, that's what he did in this latter half of Dallas. Uh, he does have a little problem with that, but he also, just like Des Bryant, whenever he gets that ball, he can go make moves like he did in the guaranteed rate ball. So it's it's one of those things did where Chetron go in the portal because he played in the rate the rate he ball. played in the rate bowl. He was out for the majority of the year with injury because he got. Uh, I'm trying to, I think it was the Texas matchup where he got a concussion. Okay. So he's not in the portal. No, he played in the guaranteed rate. Okay, good. Dude, Talia Tagovailoa needs to get out of Maryland. This guy is dealing with the same thing at OSU. His offensive line is Garbo. Yeah. He's running for his life every single play. Yeah. I also wanted to toss it your guys' way. Uh, Since the transfer portal is open, and the quarterback spot is a big question at the moment. Uh, say Oklahoma State has to pick up a veteran wide receiver, which to me, I think in quarterback. Oh, oh yes, a wide receiver. Quarterback. If you have to pick up a veteran quarterback, uh, I think it's 50 50 on whether they not they go veteran or not. Because I think, because my thing is, if you pick up a veteran quarterback, if it's more than two years, heck, even just one year, I think there's a good chance Garrett Rangel transfers. In which again he's only had three games, so you gotta watch out for that. Uh but if you go for a veteran quarterback, who would you guys like to see that's out of the transfer portal? And also, like a valid answer is bring Spencer back here because he hasn't Spencer, I don't want back. I, um, yeah, I'm kinda over him. I don't want that for him because I know that there are mean fans that will like hate that and like boo him. Yeah. And also um, that's just like a whole thing. Like, does he then have to explain himself? Right. Like, that's also never happened before. It's happened with like players, but never your star quarterback. Never, yeah, something like that. I don't think, yeah. and I don't. I think Gundy's real big on loyalty, and I, I, I don't know if he would accept Spencer back. I think he wished him well. Yeah, and he understands. But, I mean, that's kind of like if you equate this to like a relationship, that's kind of like you get broken up with and then the person that they like doesn't want them and then they come back and you accept them. It's kind of like, uh, yeah. Spencer Sanders is basically on the boat of that meme. It's like, who want me? And it says, no, 100%. That's where he's at right now. Um, It also doesn't help. There's just so many quarterbacks out there. Yeah. Well, it's because they looked at his film. Yeah. Is what I've been saying the entire time is that he was never that good. He was just okay. He was good, but not great. And you kept on telling me that he was the best quarterback in the Big 12, and he wasn't. And it also doesn't help you had an offensive line that was a Duke's main yeah. I think Spencer was one of those guys that I feel like the, uh, what is it? The sum is greater than the parts. Oh, yeah. Greater, greater than the sum of his parts. Yeah. It's just like, does he have that strong of an arm? No. Is he that accurate? No. no. Is he really athletic? Yes. 
is mm-hmm. a gamer and tough and makes some crazy plays? Yes. Perhaps. But sometimes those plays resulted in interceptions a lot of the time last year. And I just think some teams kind of got scared. Oh, yeah. Even though his stats are really good. Yeah. For me, if if I had to pick a quarterback, this quarterback's not coming here. He's going to go somewhere else. McCall. You're about to say McCall. Give me my boy out of Coastal Carolina, Grayson McCall. He's not going to go to Oklahoma State. I think he's going to Liberty with his coach. Oh, I think so as well. But the tape on what he did at Coastal Carolina, the stats that he put up at Coastal Carolina, he's the greatest quarterback in Coastal Carolina history. And of course, that is at Coastal Carolina. But he's shown that if he's given the opportunity, he could be a dynamic quarterback. And imagine him with the weapons of Oklahoma State, and if they give him an offensive line, and you've got Ollie Gordon, Sean Tyler from Western Michigan, who's two 1,000-yard seasons, Nixon. Ooh. That, that just, and he's a mullet boy. Yeah, mullet boy. Like, that just what's the palate. That just that makes you hungry for some football. If – McCall came here and they got rid of Charlie Dickey. I think OSU would be like 10 wins. Nine and three Alamo Bowl. I'm going to say it every time. Guys. Here's the thing. With this season, I'll take a nine and three Alamo Bowl. I want to go. Dude, I'm about to go off on a Pac-12 Fiesta thing. I am so in on the Pac-12 next year. I am all in. I'm- they could easily get two teams in the playoff, I think. Ooh, I don't know about they that. They could. I'm on the Ian, they could. I'm on the Ian Washington train next year with Michael Penix coming back, Jabbar Muhammad going there. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be on the Washington train. And the thing is, they're going to be Ooh. Ooh. Big, big, big. But next year, of course, when we just talked about it. Washington with what they've got. Oregon, you're bringing back Bo Nix, and it's Oregon. Come on. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got USC. USC. Caleb, Caleb Williams, Mason Cobbs over there now. And with USC, you've got uh, Jordan Addison as well. you got top-tier talent over there. Oregon uh, State. DJ Ukulele. Uh, I he, think he could redeem himself there. Yeah. Also, weirdly enough, Arizona. They ended up taking Justin Flau mm-hmm. from Oregon. That was the most surprising thing out of the transfer portal because how the heck does Arizona do something? I thought they were just a state that existed, and yet they took out one of the best linebackers. Arizona has uh, Jake Hayner at quarterback, who was like the Pac-12 freshman of the year. Or no, I'm thinking of – that's not his name. Jake Hayner went to Fresno. Their their quarterback, Rauta, is yeah. that his name? He was the Pac-12 freshman of the year two <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Um. And then Arizona State got Drew Pine from Notre Dame. And then the, so one, the only two teams without a quarterback in the Pac-12 are Cal and Stanford. And then also the one that we keep forgetting about. Coach Brown. Coach Brown. Colorado is going to be a bowl game participant next season. Listen, everybody needs to pump the brakes on Colorado. They were one of the no. worst. They were no. one of the worst teams in college football this year. I think they can make a Kansas-esque turnaround and be about six and six. Bro, if he brings in his son, and I don't think Travis he Hunter's they're both coming. Travis Hunter's going. San, uh, a little little Sanders is coming too. And they brought like three of the five offensive linemen from Jackson State. And the thing is, they brought their Sanders, kicker in. Little Sanders, when he's given time, he can ball. But he's been playing against swack opponents. Let's just 
pump the brakes a little bit. That's very true. But no. also at the same time, when we look at the power five and thank goodness, the pack 12 is getting an upgrade. Cause if not, they were going to be the, the weakest power Respectfully, five. I should say about the swag. Yeah. The Pac-12, the, I think the Pac-12 is going to be the most interesting conference entering this next year. It's yeah. not even close. They could easily be the best conference this coming year. The Big Ten is so overrated. Yeah. Even though Wisconsin will be back next year. To oh, be Wisconsin could be a juggernaut. Yeah. But without Ohio State and Michigan, the Big Ten, I mean, Penn State is good. Wisconsin will be good. But other than that, they, the bottom half of the Big Ten, like I would put – them as the worst bottom half. ACC. Oh, uh, yeah. The ACC is kind of turning into what the Pac-12 used to be, especially with Clemson being down. Yeah. Well, the Big 12, I don't know what what the what's going to happen to the Big 12. The Big 12 this year felt like a very Pac-12-like year where everyone's just like, eh, except for one there's not, team. There's not going to be as much uh, eating each other alive now with the other teams, at least for two years. Because not every team's going to play each other anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I think that will help the Big 12 a lot. Uh, I think BYU will make a little bit of a rebound this year. They didn't have a great year. Um, Cincinnati might be not great. I don't love the hire that they made. Um, UCF will be good again next year. And Houston should be good again next year. Oh, the Dana Holgerson problem returns. Uh, that That's going to hurt a lot because Dana Holgerson's going to turn out a good team. You talking about Independence Bowl champion Dana Holgerson? Yes. In the big one in Shreveport? I'm talking constant thorn in the, the side of Mike Gundy, Dana Holgerson. But uh, I agree with you. I think the Pac-12 is going to be loaded. USC is going to be great. Utah is going to be great. Oregon, Washington, the whole mm -hmm. UCLA. They got a. Um, mm -hmm. What quarterback did they get? Uh, UCLA. I, the uh, well, they got the recruit Dante Moore. Oh yeah, that's right. That five -star. Yeah. So. Okay, something to monitor. I don't know if it's just how bad Maryland's O line is, but whoever. North Carolina State's defensive coordinator is. Take a look at him. I don't know. He might. Do they run a similar style as Knowles? Maybe. they. I, their head coach was a defensive coordinator. I don't know if he still is or calls the plays. Or oh, uh, Dorn? Yeah. Hmm. Talia is just... This guy's running for his life. Bro's getting ate up by NC State. He's getting pressured every single play. Speaking of that, what do y'all think of Devin Leary going to uh, going to Kentucky? I actually really like that move. I thought it was a really good move for him. I think uh, I think he's better than Will Levis. I'll say that. Oh, I agree as well. You mean Kentucky? Will Levis? <laughs> they, could, they could do something. They they could make a little citrus bowl run. Bill Kuyper's number one quarterback, Will Levis. You're talking get it. future Walmart grocery bagger, Will Levis. Future Dude. Fox Sports analyst, you think Will Levis. Paid off? Do you think Mel gets paid off by agents? I think Mel's getting closer and closer to crazy points. I think Mel can Maybe. can be slipped a hundred or two. Oh, I think he can be slipped a thousand or two with these early mock drafts. Because Will Levis has not been impressive. Well, what I wonder, like, 
let's go back. Josh Allen, was he impressive in college? His first year on at Wyoming. Was, his first bit. year onto the scene, he was, and then the next year, people were like watching him all the time, and he was bad. And he's he's done it pretty well for himself. Do we see the same thing happening for Levis? Uh, Will Levis was playing against really good competition. That was the thing. It's almost like mm-hmm. the opposite because Allen was playing badly against bad competition. But also, Allen showed the big things: the arm, he can run. Has Will Levis shown any of that? I, I don't see Will Levis. I think he's kind of in the Zach Wilson zone. No, not that bad. Well, Zach Wilson showed stuff in college. That's true, but it was also BYU, and people didn't really give BYU credibility. But they actually, technically, they did because him going like two overall. I don't now, know. Do you think that's because the um, is that because of an O line thing? Are we not giving? Because I felt like I gave Baker a lot of benefit of the doubt with the offensive line. Is well, the same thing happening in New York? At BYU, too, remember the year that Zach Wilson went off was the COVID year mm-hmm. that he, they mm-hmm. played against, like, Arkansas A&M. That's true. Like, every single game was because nobody wanted to play BYU, mm-hmm. and so they just scheduled all these cupcake teams, and they had to play Coastal at the end of the year. Right. But also don't forget, for the New York Jets, Mike White's getting it done. Dude, and Mike White's electric, though. Yeah. White Thunder is very electric. He is incredible. But then you compare it to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson just needs to go in my Coast Girls Gone Wild or something like that <laughs> and stop being a quarterback. It's all because of uh, – remember the thing where the commander's receiver that used to play at BYU with him, like – Proposed mm-hmm. to Wilson's old girlfriend. <laughs> it's all gone to crap since then. Like Zach Wilson, he's in he's in Josh Rosen's zone. That's what I was comparing to. Some people say Ryan Leaf, and I kind of want to be like. Eh. The thing is, I can understand because he's not going to like prison. No, he's not going to go to prison. Well, no, but he was just a really bad quarterback. And also, you look at, look at the guy who was drafted before him, Trevor Lawrence. He's cooking right now. Jacksonville Jaguars, next great American dynasty, y'all. People were the comparisons are there. Yeah, and the thing is, though, the reason people are giving him the Ryan Leaf comparison is, and Ryan Leaf missed this himself because for some reason, and to me, it's just he's very compelling now because he realizes how much of an ass he was back then. He's a good analyst. Is Zach Wilson? is acting incredibly immature. That's in, in these day and ages, really anytime day and age, when for a professional quarterback, you need to be professional because of all the eyes that are on you. And Zach Wilson is just not professional. We've seen some moments where people are starting to call him out on it. And he's getting a little bit just starting there, but it's kind of just, he's being forced to be professional. He wasn't the captain at BYU. Remember they used to talk about this. It was a Bo Callahan thing. And especially in the New York area, you gotta, you gotta make sure. You gotta double eyeballs, man. Double eyeballs are on you in New York. I don't blame Robert Sala when there's like any opportunity to get Mike White on the field. He's like, all right, Mike White, I'm gonna tape you up. I'm gonna put you in a bubble wrap suit, and I'm going to throw you out there because you are better in every way, shape, or form than Zach Wilson. I don't blame him for Joe, throwing out Joe Flacco. 
Because Joe Flacco uh, is at least a leader. What was the guy who got to play the other night? Oh, uh, real or whatever. Yes. I, can, I don't even know. Stepperin. Something. Yeah. Dude. Never heard of him until that day. It's, it's not like, too, that the Jets are like three and nine. They're like trying to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. They're still very close. So, and like, it's not like he what Zach Wilson wasn't winning games. Because yeah. wasn't he starting when they beat the Bills? Yeah, or was that Flacco? Let me no. Check. The thing is, there's been so many games where – do we also maybe want to tie into account that Wilson's had a couple of injuries? The thing is, even with yeah. injuries, there's been a lot of performances where he's just losing them games. There's been a lot of – Oh, for sure. That The last game that they were playing, the Patriots, right? Yeah. That he was losing them that game. Yeah, literally in that win against the Bills, it was Zach Wilson had 154 and one touchdown. He he didn't really do much. Michael Carter got a touchdown on the ground, but really said defense. And this is also the Jets doing all this without uh, our guy from Iowa State. Bruce Hall. Yeah, he's been hurt all year. They had another guy that got hurt, didn't they? Uh, uh, Makai Becton's been hurt all year. Yeah. Which – Here's the thing. He's a great offensive lineman. He's just got the durability of just not being that durable. <laughs> he's just, he's a good, but he's not durable enough. But don't forget, Zach Wilson also had the marvelous game of throwing for 77 yards, getting yeah. stacked four times in a loss, a 10 to three loss to the Patriots, where the defense locked up uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots all game. You want to talk about how Mac Jones isn't that good? No, he's not that good. Not that good. Oh, they also went against the Bills. Uh, Mike White threw for 268 yards. He uh, he, he put in that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, that's the Mac Jones. Not that guy, pal. They need to go back to Zappy. Uh, that's not the shocker of the century. To be as honest with you as possible, because guess what, Alabama, pretty much is. It's a system. It's been that way he since. Had Devontae Smith, skinny Batman. Devontae mm-hmm. and I mean that's just Haji Harris. Yeah. I mean, he's had so many weapons. That's Alabama for the longest time. It's wide receivers out the wazoo that are gonna be phenomenal and then just eh, at the quarterback spot, in which Mac Jones falls into the category of eh. He just had a good rookie year. Oh, I'm still in on a two and on. Two I still think two is the guy. He was concussed. He threw three interceptions after he got concussed. Oh, that boy, too, would turn the ball over? Well, that boy just needs to stop getting concussed. Yeah. When he's not concussed, he's really good. You better be careful. He might have to retire if he gets any more of these. Well, welcome to the Miami Dolphins who did not draft him an offensive line. <laughs> you you ended up getting Teron Armstead, who was phenomenal. But outside well, I say that, the Bengals didn't have an offensive line, and they're cooking. Ah, they actually got an offensive line now. They did, but not in the the friggin' oh, last year. Remember there? Remember during the draft when they were like, "Oh, you gotta draft Panay Sewell," and there was the image of um, Joe Burrow without Panay Sewell, and he sacked and chased like three miles down. That was literally the reason they lost the Super Bowl because that happened. Yeah, but guess what? You have an elite playmaker in Chase, so it kind of it kind of worked out. Now the Panay stool is bad. I mean, look, he made a heck of a catch against uh, whoever that was. But also, if you guys recognize, 
it only gets you so far whenever you don't have an offensive line. That Monday night football game is going to be electric. Bill uh, Bengals. Offensive line and defensive line are two of the most important parts that football teams seemingly forget. That's why the Bengals are great this year because I hate it. They took Lyle Collins from, from Dallas. It pisses me off, but great for them. They took Alex Kappa away from Tampa Bay. They actually add Jonah Williams already. who's was pretty decent. They have an, a little bit of an offensive line now, and Burrow is still at the top of that division, basically with a chokehold. So they've they've realized, oh, let's let's not be stupid. Let's let's get him an offensive line and not Andrew Luckin. That's that's what they did. You forgot to mention that the Yankees got Carlos Rodon. I want to talk about that. Talk about that. Bro, stop taking everybody. Stop. You and the Dodgers, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you and the Dodgers. You're gonna take everybody, still suck. <laughs> you still not get to the series. That's you're still not gonna ignore the fact that we took Nathan Bill Donnie and Jacob DeGrom. It's the wrong have, team. It's the wrong throw team. both loads of money at players and oh, no, it's both the Mets are actually getting everybody. They're getting guys they don't even need. Like they already had a shortstop. Well I can't wait for the Mets to go like that's still not that still hasn't fully gone the wild through. card. That's like, I don't know how he is medically. I can't wait for the Mets to go like 85 and something. Miss the playoffs by like a couple games. I don't think they're going to get Correa either. Yeah, because the thing watch is, what are you going to say? Uh, I just want to watch the Mets stink. I, I root for, I, I might root for the Mets to lose more than I do the Yankees. I don't know why. So, Ian, perpetually praying on the Mets downfall. Uh, Ian, uh, I join you in line because it's just funny to watch people who throw out so much money lose. It's so Yeah. Yeah, Just ignore that the Texas Rangers did that and like, it'll be fine. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't give any credence to them. I don't think they're doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you got Justin Verlander, or not Justin Verlander. You ended up getting uh, Jacob DeGrom. Let's be honest. You're going to be hurt sometime this year. Yep. (laughs) Very happy for Andrew Heaney. He actually had a great year with the Dodgers, so yeah. he deserves that money that he got. Yeah, and that that was like one of the Rangers' biggest needs was just rotation and bullpen guys because their pitching staff was abysmal. They got Mike Maddox back, who was there during the uh, the two World Series that uh, the Rangers went to. I'm happy about that, but we're probably going to win 75 games because that's just how it goes. Jacob DeGrom makes like one start, hurts his shoulder, gone. And just everything, everything goes to crap. We're the Rangers are kind of the New York Mets of the AL. Y'all got some. I'm with Parker. Y'all did get someone else, but the Rangers got somebody else. Haney, and they got uh, Nathan uh, of Donnie from uh, Boston. Yeah. yeah, Nathan Baldy. Yeah, which is he's decent whenever he's healthy. He's good. I'm just afraid he's gonna get hurt again, or something. They're gonna get hurt because that just that just seems what happens to the Rangers like they make these big flash signings they never pan out the the only one that has out of like the last like these past two years that I feel like is getting Marcus Simeon that's the one that I'm like you gave been good but it's only been one year I expect something to happen well you know Shu Chu was never bad yeah he got hurt at the end but like, so then it's like they make these signings and individually they're great, but just they never could get the big one as a team. Yeah. To me, it's the certain contracts you guys decide to pick up. Like, I think Marcus Simeon 
is great. I think that was a great contract, but they buckled it with the worst shortstop contract in the league with Corey Seager. You get guys like Ovaldi and you end up getting a nice contract in Heaney with his bounce back year. And then you pay that to DeGrom when you don't know if DeGrom's going to be healthy. On pay, look, man, like when he's on, he's on. He's just never on. Some say he's the best pitcher ever when he's healthy. That's what I've heard. Well, he just there's and he's just never healthy. <laughs> the problem is, is he's he's at least for the past couple of years he's barely healthy. He has every single pitch you can pitch, and he throws like a hundred miles an hour. And he's got the uh, durability. Tell you who, all I want is the Yankees to get Otani. I don't even care if he like isn't that good anymore. I just want the Yankees to get him because that would just be insane. I just want the White Sox to. That would just make everyone want to kill themselves. You get Judge and Otani. That's not fair. Parker's just gonna be sitting here, just like the biggest, like evil, evil mastermind grin on his face. We are, and the- that's what, and that's why I pray for the downfall of the Yankees too. I pray for the downfall of New York. But so Otani is one more year. Yeah, he signed a one-year extension, so he's here. This, and then he's coming to the Yankees. I'm- How the heck? Time out. The AF the. AFC West, AL West as the Astros, defending champions, right? The Mariners made the playoffs, young team and on fire. The Angels, who have two of the best players in baseball, can't seem to get the job done regardless. The Rangers, who have just spent big money in the A's. What a division, huh? Whoopi. Talking about the AFC Hmm. West... I would like to congratulate you, Ian, with no longer having Nathaniel Hackett as the Broncos head coach. Thank you. Um, it's a win. That's a big win. Yeah. Now, if we could somehow get rid of uh, Let's Ride, boy. Oh, hey, no. Mr. has bat- the same amount of bathrooms as he does touchdowns. Mr. It's tied now. Dangerous, which Mr. We can't beat the. Baker Mayfield led Rams who I, oh, what a nice interception there from NC state. Uh, Mr. Patrick star roast you on Nickelodeon, Mr. <laughs> friggin I, Mr. Ciara Marion future was probably, but I don't know. Frick, Frick Russell Wilson. Uh, I hope we get Sean Payton. I, I doubt that happens though. I think Hackett, was, Hackett. The, was the reason Wilson was broken. I think if we get a guy in there, Russ will be back. Also, the podcast, the episode, the name for the episode of this podcast will be Frick Russell Wilson. Just because that's that's funny. You know, he's it, corny. He's a corny little goofball, man. I ain't having it no more. Well, that's a good thing that the Eagles can then trade for Jerry Judy. Um, or not. Well, it's been rumored. Better stop it. Well, I mean, you see, guys. You have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You know more. You don't I, get any more. Seattle, though, is looking great at the moment. They're sitting at it. I think it's, it's either 8-7, and 7-8 seven, seven and eight when they should have been. They should be in the Broncos spot right now. We should all be roasting Pete Carroll's head on a spigot. Instead, he's now got himself probably extension for making Geno Smith comeback player of the year. And they get a top draft pick. Yeah. Hey, hey shout out Seattle. Finesse the whole system. This is the toughest scene for the Broncos of all time. I feel like we're sitting pretty, pretty, pretty right now. Somehow, 
Somehow Peyton Manning noodle alarm is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson this year. Peyton Manning. Tough scene. And, you know, you guys have a split series, you know, one, both one against the backup quarterback. We beat the Niners. I just want to throw that out there. 11 to 10. <laughs> Week three. And you know what? They might they might be the best team cooking right now in the NFC. I thought you were going to say we beat the 49ers in 2010. I was about to be like, yeah, you probably did. Uh, no, we beat no, we beat him in Sunday night football, week three, eleven to ten in an ug, in a very ugly game. And then we've won like two games since then. But so I'm I'm thinking about this. I think the Super Bowl run is a sixteen race. Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, Cowboys, Niners. I think those are the only six teams that can win the Super Bowl right now. Brock Purdy even sniffs the Super Bowl. Bro, I'm so scared in the first round because I believe that's going to be uh, the Cowboys going up against Tampa Bay. Like, here's the thing. uh, Tom always loses to the Cowboys. But it's Tom freaking Brady. It's It's unfair because guess what? The team stinks, but because they have Tom Brady, everyone's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, because of the playoffs. When when the playoffs hit, the greatest quarterback ever does the greatest quarterback ever stuff. It scares the crap out of me. Didn't it do it last year against the friggin' uh, Rams? I almost did. Well, the champion Rams. They're the champions, and literally it was this much away from Tom Brady taking that bad boy. Oh, I would be terrified if I was a Cowboys fan. Oh, I'm scared to death because the thing is, this is an actually good Cowboys team. I, at the start of the season, they almost got beat by Minshew Mania. The word is almost, not, not, not beaten, almost. If AJ Brown looks up into the sky and sees the football, well, you matter. Don't forget. You beat the Cowboys this year, but you beat Cooper Rush, and I I hated the Cooper Rush. I agree, but Cooper Rush was six and zero. Yeah, because he went up again, and I, I'm trying not to curse because I love six and zero is six and zero in the NFL. Yes, but if you looked at his stats and you actually looked at everything he played against bad teams, offensively was middle of the road to bottom half of the league. Dude barely did anything. It's Micah Parsons on the deep. Micah Parsons and Trevon Diggs progressing. Diggs not becoming as much of a yard. Uh, he's not as bad as he was last year. Cowboys defense is very good, and but Dak has the most interceptions in the NFL. That is very true. But that's that's what happens is whenever you've got a good defense to back you up, it hides a lot of your problems. And that's the thing is for all of Tony Romo's run, the what did he lack? Defense. He did not have a defense that could back him up in any type of situation. And also the beginning of Dak's run. They didn't have a defense, but now you got a defense. I assume you might now extend Leighton Vander Esch. That's a potential because he's also very injury prone. I think he's out right now. Michael Parsons is one of the best young edge rushers, dash linebackers in the league. Trevon Diggs has cut down more on him being a pain in the rear end, and he's still keeping the ball hawker stuff. Like, man, if you keep that up and on the offensive side of the ball, uh, you still have Dak back there, and yes, you're right. Most interceptions, but he's still able to get it done in some moments. Uh, C.D. Lamb, I did not think that dude was going to turn to a number one, but he has. 
happy for him. Uh, Tony Pollard is turning into RB1, I guess, but Zeke is still pretty decent. He can still get some touchdowns, which has hurt me in fantasy football, but he's all right. Dalton Schultz, he's there. Like, it's a good team. But I, good. The Cowboys are good. The, thing, the Eagles are better. Should have won if they had Hurts. <sighs> Hurts is probably MVP this year. Like, there's so many, like, plays that I've seen on Twitter where it's just, like, a wide-open touchdown that Minshew, like, scrambles and got, like, two yards. But Minshew's it's all good. right. It's backup against backup. It's basically a wash. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. So. As long we, as the Giants On to New Orleans. As long as the Giants don't make it. On to New Orleans. Giants stink and the Eagles are going to beat them again. Please Unless they just sit every starter, which is, is possible. But I think, again, I still think out of the NFC East, the Eagles make it. I think Jalen Hurts is probably the MVP this year. I think that it's going to be Eagles in the Super Bowl. I think he's going to play this week, too, against the Saints. I think, yeah. I think he's I, expected to. I, also, I hear about the MVP, just don't get him hurt. I, I think hey, they Maybe play him because of his stats to get the MVP, but I, I don't care. Just Levi, yeah. question. Yeah. You were in a perfectly good moment for Gardner Minshew, playing in honor of his coach who passed away. Just let them score and let them win. You yeah. already clinched the playoff spot. Let Gardner Minshew have his moment in his pregame or postgame interview with Aaron Rodgers, or not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Andrews, having him be emotional and go, Bleach, this one's for you. No. We're in a perfectly good moment. Yeah. No. <laughs> if you wanted, and it would have been a Christmas, Christmas miracle. Yeah. Christmas. If anybody wanted a, a Mike Leach moment, uh, Lane Kiffin should be Texas Tech. But Texas Tech, one of the places that held Mike Leach for almost a decade, won. So you still got your Mike Leach moment. You're not getting one in the NFL. Well, and I think Mississippi State is beating Illinois. Oh yeah, no, that's a lock. That's one of my locks. Mississippi State wins big. That there's the Mike Leach moment. Illinois Minshew, and I wanted Minshew to have that. I take him over Russell Wilson right now. Bleep it. If Minshew wants a moment, he can have a moment when he leaves Philadelphia. Dude, I don't think he'll ever leave Philly unless some team literally said you will be our starter no matter what. Because they got they picked him up when nobody wanted him. Like he was going to be a coach, and which and they and Philly reached out to him. The old, like Peterson, Doug Peterson reached out to him, and, which, and he is so loyal to them. I don't understand what's up with Minshew hate. Before Trevor Lawrence started, and really after Trevor Lawrence got like several starts, he still had better sets than when Trevor Lawrence was quarterback. I, I'd take Lawrence over Minshew, but Minshew's still a quality quarterback. Yeah, he's fine. Like, he could, he could be the Saints starter right now. He could be a starter for like half the teams in the league right now. I don't understand. He could tank. He could be a good tanker, or he could be a guy that could game manage you to like 10 wins. He's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I take him over Jimmy G. Is he as handsome as Jimmy G? Oh, those are the Mayo Dub people. It should have been me. <laughs> None of them got mayoed though. Okay. No, they they get they get to dump the mayo on the coach post game. Oh, okay. Heck yeah. So also, no, no. Hey, I, like, I don't want to, I don't want to say like I have no ill will. It looks like them, right? Both of these guys are from North Carolina. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Oh. Travel logistic. No, it makes it easier. Man, I'm not mad. I I want to say that. 
I'm not bitter. I'm not mad. I'm yeah, thankful. You're on their radar. You're on their radar now as the runner-up. So if you double exactly down, next, year. next year, next year it's happening, and especially because of the Southwest travel stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. For okay, so the name of this episode will be Ian for Mayo Bowl 2023. How about that? We'll do that for this. Episode. Also, people out there, just fly American. Like, quit jacking or drive. You just drive. Yeah. Isn't Southwest like worldly known, or at least in the US known as the worst airline to well, go on? The worst is Spirit. Spirit. Oh, yeah. Or Frontier. Frontier. But that's like cheap bargain bin. Like Southwest yeah. was the worst of like the major ones. But I think my parents fly Southwest all the time. My mom's flown Southwest a bunch of times, but just just pay a little extra and go American. I, you'll be Americans where it's at. Or Delta. Either Sky Miles Delta or whatever. Delta's like the top of the top. I've actually never flown before. Well, American's great. And you try sometime. Well, is that it? Are we gonna talk about um the playoff? It's tomorrow? Yeah, Georgia smokes Ohio State and then I think Michigan keeps it close with TCU. Yeah, because I'm assuming this will either go out later tonight or it'll go out tomorrow morning. We're recording this the day before the playoffs. Yeah. I might just put mm-hmm. it out tonight since I plan on being gone tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Give me Georgia win. Give me Michigan in overtime. And then give me Georgia to win it all. I want TCU to put a bit of a fight. Yeah, that's why I'm because I think Max Duggan, you're literally going to have to kill the man to get him off the field. Yeah. I want them to win because I think it'd be funny. Like, that's the – like, OU's been four times. TCU goes in once, wins a playoff game. That'd be funny. Duggan wins low. I think yeah. – I'm going to say Georgia wins in a blowout, and I think TCU wins. Really? Oh, okay. Just blows the doors off of them. What if somehow, some Dude, freaking way – Michigan has not seen a receiver that's as good as Johnston. That's – Marvin that, Harrison? Arminers Jr. is amazing, but yeah, he doesn't he have to do body. anything in that game. He did nothing in that game. Because Michigan shut them down. Michigan does have really good corners, that's, that's, but they're not as big. I, I don't know. I think Michigan's going to win. I, just, I don't know. Everybody thinks that TCU is going to lose, and I don't – dude, TCU, number one TCU hater all year is me, and they keep proving me wrong. So you know what? I'm going to finally, and when it counts, hey, use them to win. Hey, no – no, I've hated on Michigan all year. Number one, Max Duggan hater. But the thing is, if we keep betting on them to lose, that means they keep winning. So you got to bet on them to lose. No, I'm putting my. This is it. This is the last game they lose. So I'm saying TCU squeaks it out, 38-34. I don't really trust McCarthy. He had one good game this year against Ohio State. Oh, I do think JJ McCarthy kind of overrated, but I also at, at the end of the like Harbaugh had a phenomenal defense last year. He stepped it up this year. It's incredible. They played nobody. 34-24 Michigan. Uh, Gary Riley's getting held to 24 points? Uh, yeah, I think DC's getting held to 24 points. 42-35. Georgia is going to win uh, 49-20. to uh, 20. Yeah, that sounds right. 
Uh, if TCU beats Michigan and Georgia wins, I think Georgia seriously beats TCU by 50, 49 to 7. <laughs> Georgia Michigan would be a better matchup. I also I would not hate an Ohio State Michigan national championship. Uh, yeah, Dude, uh, no yeah. matter what, Georgia wins 7,000 to 2. Everybody counted yeah. Ohio State out way back in the Zeke days. Uh, so, the thing is also, it's just hard for Ohio State whenever some of the players that you really counted on. And the thing is, I do love Marvin Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith, and Jigba going to the draft and not playing. Well, I don't think he was going to play anyway. Because he's been dealing with injuries. Yeah. Longer. But, I mean, if you still have that potential to have two wide receivers who are phenomenal. They still really have Egg, Egg, Egg Buddha. He's not in Jigba. No, but they haven't had a Jigba all year. But, I mean, come on. If you had the opportunity to have him out. Now, are they getting Henderson back? Travion Henderson? I don't know. If Do we know? No oh. idea. I will try to look. I do think that. Jim Knowles has had a ton of time to scheme up some stuff to throw at Bennett. Yeah. Don't forget, it's still Jim Knowles. This is yeah. Jim Knowles. Yeah, I I just think Georgia's just got to get it done. He's had how long to scheme up some stuff? Yeah, I just I think Georgia's got to get it done. I I think my brain says George is going to blow him out, but I would not be shocked if Ohio State. Uh, this out. was thrown out by Lantern Sports uh, a day ago after missing Wednesday's Wednesday's practice. Running back for Ohio State, Myron Williams, was suited up and running through drills during the Buckeyes practice in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Fellow Ohio State running back Travion Henderson was also in attendance, though unable to participate. So I would assume Myron. Or it's Mayan Williams will be the, the running back for Ohio State. He's not that good either. So, yeah, I think Georgia wins. Georgia. And Georgia, they're pretty much. I, listen, ECU. Outright. Not just to cover. Which, what are they? Minus seven, Michigan? I think Michigan's minus seven. Georgia. I. You know, you know, I think it's gonna happen. I think uh, I think we're gonna yearn for the days of the uh, BCS national championship because no, you really only need two. I'm so pumped for twelve team. Oh, twelve team's gonna be so great. Oh yeah, the yeah. seven and a half on Fanduel. Is that next year? The twelve team? No, 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 no. Twenty twenty four. So next year will be four. Then the following season will be twelve. And that's when. No, uh, we'll still have OU in Texas then. I thought they were waiting for all the the Garner rights for the Big 12 to get done, and then they were putting it in. No, it sounds like everything, all the reports are saying now that OU and Texas are going to have to stick it out till the end. Yeah, well, I thought once that happened, that that's when we were going to put it in. So, like, once the new Garner rights, everything officially went no, in. No, because they changed it for the 12 team. Like, they amended everything. Uh, okay. So, Ian's right. There's one more year of 14, and then it's 12 team. That's and I think that's when OU and Texas will go. We'll be after that year. I'm saying that I think they'll be here, the 12 team. That's their last year. Unless some things change soon. Because maybe. OU apparently doesn't have enough money to leave. Hmm. I, mean, I guess we'll find out. I hope that they leave 
it would be smart for them to leave after this next year. Imagine yeah. the funny thing. It's not going to happen. They're going to be going to the SEC. Wouldn't it be hilarious if they pull out last second and be like, nah, I'm going to stay in the Big 12 and we have 14 teams? Wouldn't that just be funny? They would get sued. That, that'd be so funny. That would be great. I oh, hope that happens. Because then we if would be they, one of the top conferences. If the Big 12 got Washington, Washington State, Colorado, Oregon, and Colorado, I, I really in Texas, I'd want to stay. Bro, that'd be one of the biggest powerhouse conferences. Because originally, I think the original deal that people were talking about is it was going to be Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. Oh, yeah, Utah. And the thing is, is if you give me Colorado and Utah, I would shut up and I'd be saying, I, I, I wouldn't even care if we get those two dumpster fires in Arizona, Arizona and Arizona State. And how Whittingham is what Mike Gundy wishes that he was. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. That is very true. Would Kyle Winningham stay if Utah is headed to the Big 12? I would assume so. Dude, Kyle I mean, Winningham is going to die on the Utah side of this. Well, I mean, Luke Vickles chickened out and didn't decide to follow Cincinnati. He's not a – he wasn't there as long as yeah, – he's true. only been there like six years. That's true. Kyle Winningham is like the longest tenured coach after Ferentz, right? I think so. And then Gundy? Yeah, so it's him, Winningham, and uh, Gundy. But – Ferentz, Willingham, and Gundy, yes. Gundy's the second longest tenured at his alma mater after Ferentz. Oh, did uh, Willingham not go to Utah for college? He didn't go to Utah. No. Then, yeah, I, I think that's right. So then, and Ferentz is about to retire yeah. soon. So then Gundy. Retired, kicked out. I don't know. Yeah. I need to kick out his son. Dude. The Maryland can or the Iowa Kentucky game is going to be so ugly tomorrow. Not watching that. Not watching that. Music City Bowl. No. I'm. I think I might watch it because of the sickoness. That is this Mayo Bowl is for sickos. Thirteen. This, this is the sickos national championship game, and I'm all. I'm all for it. <laughs> There's levels to thirteen to twelve. NC State only has field goals. This is beautiful. <laughs> There's there's different levels different levels to sickoness of uh, sickoness of like that's sick but it's also kind of interesting and sick of it's wasting my time. I feel like the guaranteed Ray Bowl was the sicko Super Bowl because it was backup quarterbacks, literally a coach that's not even coaching his own team. There's so many sicko sicko games, and that so. game ended up being real boring. But this half of like all the group of five games sickos. To be as honest, the only reason that this is still on in my house is Parker's here. I, I, don't, I don't want to watch this. I knew this was going to be You're watching the Sun Bowl instead? You're going to watch Pitt on purpose? No, I'm going to watch anything else. I'll just put on a movie. Who is Pitt playing? UCLA. I'll watch it just for Dorian Thompson Robinson, some DTR action. Fellas, I'm going to be honest. Unless I got a vet, uh, a real big interest in a player, which. I'm going to be honest, around college football, there's a couple, but not a lot. I don't watch a lot of college football as much as I probably need to. I've, like, allowed myself, like, all right, I get this, these certain bowl games, right? And that's what I'll watch. This is one of them. Barstool Bowl is another one. Because I'm just curious to see how that broadcast goes. Because that's, I mean, this is the first Barstool Bowl that, there is, you know, yeah. that Gator Bowl is going to be nice. Lou Holtz Bowl. Yeah. See, coach South Carolina once upon a time. 
that Barstool Bowl is either going to be really good or it's going to be the worst thing ever. It's Ohio versus Wyoming. I mean, look, we have Gary Danielson's calls a bowl game every year. Can't be as bad as that, right? Last year, their matchup was so much better. Central Michigan. Ooh. In Boise. Boise, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was a really good matchup, and we didn't get it. Yeah. By the way, but, I can't, can't wait for the boy J.L. Skinner to go to the NFL. That dude's going to be a beast. Yeah. Need him on my, my Dallas Cowboys. Dude, Brennan Presley. That guy deserves uh, more credit for the big hits that he takes. He also deserves some more credits for being able to cover his height after Braylon leaving. Mainly just because I bet you a lot of those coaches are like, well, if that's where your brother stands, where do you stand? Because if I'm a coach, I would wonder. And I'm. it wouldn't surprise me if, like, just going in behind to make sure, hey, I, I just want to make sure that that's, that's my brother. That's not me. JLC. Yeah. Dale Skinner is going to the Reese's Senior Bowl. Yeah, and he was also up for the Jim Thorpe Award. By the way, why wasn't Jason Taylor, even though he was injured, why didn't he get more of a shout? I don't know. Is he? Uh, he was a semifinalist? He was a semifinalist. He should probably have been a finalist with the six interceptions that he had this year. Uh, he was tied. Uh, do we know? The guy that did win it, Clark Phil- was it? No, it wasn't Clark Phillips. It was the guy from TCU. Yeah. Uh, I thought it should have been Clark Phillips. Tomlinson. Uh, Jason, I don't think anybody knows if he's coming back. But yeah, Hodges Tomlinson. I'll be honest. So who we got coming back? Corey Black. Corey Black. Uh, Xavier Benson's coming back. Uh. I think the majority of the wide receivers, the only wide receivers that I know not coming back, uh, Braden Johnson because of graduation of Lake St. Anderson because of transfer portal. Uh, mm-hmm. Ollie Gordon, Kendall Daniels are back. They've already confirmed that. Oliver is back. Colin Oliver's back. Uh, wait, who did I say next to Kendall Daniels? Uh, Ollie. Oh, yeah, Ollie Gordon, yeah. Uh, Offensive guys, pretty much everyone's back. Yeah. Uh, That's important. I think the only uh, offensive linemen that are gone, Eli Russ is gone. He went to the transfer portal. And just because of injuries, I'm pretty much putting Hunter Woodard out. I, I just want that dude to get healthy. Preston's Wilson's back. Preston Wilson's back. He said he's back. Which, when he's healthy, he's good. So, Cole I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like unless we get a quarterback yeah. next year with Rangel, we'll be the, this exact year. What about Flores? Wars. He's just a, he's like skinny, tiny freshman. So is Rangel, but he'll have a year under. Two. Will be a second. Two year. now. No, Flores, also Gundy will never start a true freshman. Unless he has to. This might might be the he has to. Flores is good, but he wasn't like he's not like Arch Manning coming in. No. Was Arch? Uh I like Arch. No, we're gonna go get as we're gonna go as hard as we can for a portal guy. I just don't think it's Armstrong. It may not be Armstrong, but they're gonna get somebody. I for Armstrong. I don't like Armstrong. I just I don't like the lefty. I just feel like it's a lefty Spencer Sanders. Like that's yeah, all I feel. Lefty gang, lefty gang. 
He's a left-handed Spencer Sanders. That's exactly That's right. all he is. And at that point, just go get a different quarterback, man. Oh, I thought you were about to say get Spencer Sanders back. And I, was I like, mean, you could. Bring him home. <laughs> but, like, I'm ready to see a different quarterback here. Did you see the tweet where it's, like, me and my buddies outside of Spencer Sanders' house every night, and it's the uh, English pub guys singing uh, – I love you more with every snap, snap. <laughs> I'll be your wish. I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your wish. I'll be. But it's like, I, I love what Spencer Sanders did, but at the same time, if you're just going to go get left-handed Spencer Sanders, either just bring back Spencer or just get get someone that isn't, like, a, some, but, a different but, type of quarterback. But Armstrong is less injury-prone. That's still Spencer Sanders, pretty much. Well, a big part of Sanders is that he gets hurt all the time. Yeah. Uh, because he has a terrible offensive line. Yes. So if you bring in Armstrong and maybe bring in a new offensive line coach, please, hey, you risk losing Garrett Rangel because I think he has two years. You know, well, he's going to be a senior, so you may want to Wouldn't be that upset. We've got No, reds. I'm talking McCall. Like, Try McCall, please. I'm sure they'll give him a call. They'll give, McCall they'll give a call. him a McCall. Give McCall a call. Better call, McCall. That's right. And there will be other guys, too. After the spring, there will be guys who don't win the job that will hit the portal again. Because it's not till July 1st is when the portal closes. I was kind of hoping Devin Leary, and to be as honest as possible, because that dude was a beast. That would have been too good to be true. That's true. Being realistic, like Armstrong is real, is the ceiling of a guy we can get. A multiple year starter that has good stats. I just, I just really feel like it's not going to be. I just, I think you're just being a little bit of a Debbie down. Oh, don't give me that about Armstrong. You're just like, oh, he's just a left handed Sanders. And then you're like, oh, well, we're probably not even going to get him anyway. Well, for me, I'm also fine with going young. I'm also fine. I'm fine with going young if it's not Rango. Well, we got no other choice. Y'all are saying Flores. Well, I'm fine with Rangel. The problem is... I'm not, dude. That guy's not. He's had three games as it a was starter. terrible. Not at three terrible. games, I feel like you kind of know. I am curious. This is what I kind of want to see. Guys, in spring practices. Around in your diapers, you weren't automatically judged like that kid's but, dog. Okay. That kid's dog. Okay. In the in the portal era, there's no excuse of having a bad quarterback. There's literally none. There are guys out there. I hope when you were a toddler walking around in your pampers, you were judged like that kid's gonna be nothing. He's he's worthless. Like, dude has barely gotten a chance to play at the Big 12 level, and we're all riding, already riding him off. That his is, first three throws in the Kansas game were interceptions. I think he's he's closer to not being the guy than he is the guy. But also, Brandon Armstrong threw a double pick, threw back-to-back pick sixes in a game against Pitt. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd like to throw that out there. That's it's all. like we're also ignoring the circumstances of all three of those games. Bad O-line. In the Kansas matchup, he threw for over 300 yards and actually looked decent. He looked pretty decent with some of those passes. The West Virginia game, that's literally the worst environment to play as, as a quarterback 
ever, unless I you're agree in the with that. And your idiot offensive coordinators making you throw it a ton of times. Exactly, and your wide receivers have the hands of butter because you're playing outside of the rain. And then you the Wisconsin matchup. So you're saying he's garbage whenever he's handed the worst situations as a quarterback. Well, even in the uh, that's like putting West, in. What was the game where? Little Gundy threw the the touchdown. Oh, that was Iowa State. Iowa State. And then Sanders came in. It saved his it saved his eye. Um so he's been thrown out think in Little Gundy's off the team? No, I think he's gonna be there. I think he just wants to be there. Oh, do you think they'll pull a scholarship though? I'll just be a, like a walk on? I didn't think he was on scholarship to begin with. I think he was. I, I thought but he was a walk on. Why was he not at the at the bowl? I don't know. I don't even think he may not be on the team. I don't. I don't know. I thought it was a walk on to begin with. To be I don't have with any you. sources saying that, but I just thought it was really weird that he wasn't at the, the game. I just thought he was a walk on in general already. But yeah, to to me, it's like judging a freshman quarterback, and he's going to redshirt. So judging a true freshman in three of some of the worst situations you can throw a quarterback in is that's terrible judgment. That is God awful judgment. I hope you don't get thrown into the but worst situations. Sanders, when he was young, made dumb mistakes and had terrible games. Do I need to bring back Texas tech? Like it's Vietnam. Oh, but our team around him wasn't very good. Was our the team, team around uh, Garrett Rangel next year will be decent. Well, the team this year was awful. Was it? It was like that in the back half of the season. Yeah. And he was in the back half of the season. So, judging what Rangel did off of this team is terrible. Because guess what? I'm assuming because I can't remember way back when because my my brain is fuzzy. Everyone probably wanted to spend Sir Sanders head on a spigot after that freshman year. Everyone wants Garrett Rangel's head on the spigot after three games with a terrible team. Why can't it's we give? Because, I mean, no one wants to give him a chance, and we're in the now era where we need success immediately. Yes, I said this on our group chat. I think OSU fans are expecting a Lamborghini from a Chevy Malibu. But, but things are different now with the portal. Like you can get guys. So you can have you. Again, look at OSU's last five seasons, like seven, six, eight, and five, eight, and three, 12, and two, seven, six. Okay. Like they're. That's not good. I think fans are getting a little antsy. But the thing is, everyone's expecting us to be Alabama when we're Oklahoma no, State. No, no, no. They're expecting them to be like they were before these years, where they were like 10 or nine every year, 10, 9, 11, 10, 9, 11. Well, we don't have Mason Rudolph and James Washington. Go and get some of those guys. Well, you can't let you can't do that if you don't allow people to develop because they weren't automatically. I'm not saying all the guys developed. I'm not well, saying no, that's what you're saying. You're saying get rid of okay. Gell. Rudolph came in when he was a freshman. Yeah, by no choice. And played great. He had moments where he looked like an idiot out there. They stripped his red shirt as well. Yeah. Which was dumb, but they had to because I think they didn't have anybody. And they were trying to hit the goal, which they barely did. I, again, I think you wait and see what happens with Rangel in the spring practices, and you evaluate from there. I yeah. still think bring in a vet, a veteran guy. Uh, like, I don't blame that, but at the same time, 
I'm fine with a young guy. I'm I'm not one of those where nobody wants their quarterback room to be a true sophomore, another true sophomore, and a true freshman. Yeah, no one. That's why they brought in Drew Brown is because he had he was just an experience. The thing is also in the transfer portal era, it's you got to watch out because if you just continue to do that, because you could do this for every year, it's like I don't trust these guys bringing a bet. Eventually, you do that enough, you're going to piss the young guys off and they're leaving. Well. Armstrong's a grad transfer, right? I don't see the problem with having an Armstrong and Rangel duke it out and see what happens. Because worst comes to worst, Armstrong can just leave again and get another eligibility thing. You can find an eligibility waiver because the NCAA, even though they set these parameters on how many times you can transfer, there's waivers that can get you around it easily. Yeah. So like I don't. JT Daniels is going to be able to play at his like 17th school. Yeah, Shrimp Fried Rice University. He's Tate Martelling his career. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What if we got McCall? Then you would be all on board. Yeah. Yes. I, like I actually would. I'm, I like McCall. Like, but then what happens with the let the young guys develop argument you just went on about? McCall doesn't. I think with McCall, you know what you're getting. And he's better than what? ACC. I feel like the one that should be off this the most is Ian because of Spencer Sanders. Hey, he's a left-handed Spencer Sanders. Well, that's, I mean, I haven't. Lefty game. Lefty game. I don't. I I I'm a lefty. I shouldn't be in on this. I haven't watched Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm going at. watched enough of this film to see if he truly is a left-handed Spencer Sanders. I don't think he runs as much as Sanders did. I thought he run, ran more. No, 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 no. That was um, that was Bryce Perkins. McCall runs more. McCall runs all the time. Yeah, because they ran that option offense or a kind of bootleg option thing. Armstrong could air it out. I what you need from him is a better line because last season everyone was talking about how Armstrong was really good. How Virginia was really, really underrated. They lost so much of their own line and they went three and eight. Yeah, and he was hurt. And he was hurt. Yeah. But he was slinging that ball. I and if you can get him to do that with Gundy, which I think you can, you just need to give him a little bit of time. Receivers. He's going to have better receivers at OSU. Yeah. He can fit in that system pretty well. He's going to have Nixon, Gordon, and this Sean Marks. What's his last name? Sean Tyler. Sean Tyler. You know, maybe you could run an option with McCall. Marshall. I think he could really benefit from an Oklahoma State offense with those linemen or not I linemen. Right. So here's the thing. Again, I don't mind a veteran quarterback, but at the same time, just because that that's an option, we shouldn't just automatically let these guys let the young guys go die in a hole. Like we should be open. Well, they'll have a chance to compete. The thing is, you're not taking away their chance. The thing to is, what you were doing was writing off the young guys and saying, if they get the chance, there's it's not worth it. For for a guy that started three games and played three and a half games because he played Pine Bluff, but no one counts that. He played in three of the worst opportunities to play as a quarterback, but he still went out there and tried his darndest. And then Flores, in which I still don't know what he is because it's out of Brenton, Nebraska. He had highlights there, but it's he came break. from a school that's like the side of the break. Yeah, so I you can't count much. You got to see how he actually. But he did. He is like Nebraska's all-time leader in yards, yeah. touchdowns. But and uh, Ringo had his moments where he actually looked like a decent quarterback. I, 
see any of those moments. So I'm not trying to poo-poo on Wrangle for the record. Again, I think he let's have let's if you let him have a full season, that's fine. And we'll see from there. Let him have some spring practices. If if Armstrong doesn't come, let's let's see what we got with Rangel. I think I think that's fair. I think that's completely fair. Again, I think that's what Gundy will do. I would well, I mean, I'm not I wouldn't say just to get a guy, an uh, experienced guy, just to have a guy. I would like that, but I don't think Gundy and them would do that. But I wouldn't mind just going and get some guy from like Purdue that's they technically already did that to get a guy that did that with Drew Brown. Yeah, and he came in and played when we needed him. And he didn't do great, but we didn't have to play a freshman. But remember that Texas Bowl where we were all clamoring for Sanders to play? Drew Brown was the backup his whole time here for Spencer Sanders. Wasn't that Spencer Sanders? Was it sophomore or freshman year? His redshirt freshman year. So we had to play the young guy. And then we had Drew Brown in to make up for moments, and he didn't. Because when Sanders got hurt. And he didn't look that good. Which, congrats to him, because he's over in... They had to play OU. And then bowl game to... Do you see Spencer Sanders going to Auburn? Do you think that's going to happen? That's the most likely to me. I think he would kill it with Hugh Freeze. And you know Auburn's got a good offensive line. I would... I think he might Ole Miss, because it's between Ole Miss... Dart did look bad in their bowl game. To me, does Dart got to go though? Where does Dart go? If he transfers, do we do a do we do a QB swap? I would if because for me, <sighs> I don't know about that. I don't I don't want Dart. Well, no, not us get Dart. If Dart you get Lee. beat out by Spencer Sanders, I don't want that guy. Because to me, for Spencer Sanders, with the running backs that they got over there, that compliments Spencer so much because it allows well, them. Evans left. He announced he's going to the draft. Oh, well, Zach Evans, I'm talking the the other Judd guy. Judkins is almost a 1,500-yard receiver, or not receiver, running back. As a freshman. He's amazing. He's going to be an NFL guy. Zach Evans is already, right, but he's also kind of a locker room. Locker not good. But, yeah. So, I think Auburn is more likely for Sanders. I was originally open Penn State because Mike Yersich. They obviously didn't want him. Because nah, he'd probably be gone by now. Uh, but yeah, my whole thing is I don't mind they a better don't have a guy unless they have some recruit like guy waiting because yeah. Sean Trump Clifford's gone. Like my whole thing is I do not mind a veteran quarterback if it's Brandon Armstrong. Cool, that's fine. With me. It's it's lateral. It's lateral. It's, it's we go from one hand we go to another. It's close. But so maybe not if we can get it on good offense. Right, that is true. But at the same time, it is do not count off and do not write Whereas off. Whereas I trust. A Brennan Armstrong, a Grayson McCall behind a hypothetical good offensive line more than I would trust a complete unknown in Rangel. I would give at least Rangel a chance. I mean, all these guys for Oklahoma State's He'll history. He'll give a chance. He's young. I mean, well, the he thing is, leave, then that's on him. He's had his opportunity this year. I could easily see him seeing, well, if you're just going to bring in vets, like, why do you need me here? Because guess what? Every class, there's going to be a young quarterback. But think of all the, okay, these quarterbacks that when they're like freshmen or sophomores, they get to play, it's because they lit it up. And he did it. I mean, he's had three opportunities in some of the worst situations. I'm with give him the spring to let it figure. I'm Ian. I'm with Ian. 
you give him the spring to figure it out and you let him have the opportunity to actually try. I understand the veteran quarterback and where we feel like we need to capitalize on it. The whole squad from our big, from our big team two years ago, pretty much the majority of that's gone. So it's, we are starting from square one. And I feel like to start from square one, you need a fresh slate. Air the young guys. But if you think back however many years ago with Sanders, five years, we were so excited for him. He was the Texas player of the year, all that. But that was pre-portal. That was pre-everything. And so we were invested in this young, hotshot quarterback, and we rode with him. Nowadays, and maybe they don't see, they don't love what they see in practice. He got beat out by Gunnar Gundy. Like, I, I just don't think that Rangel is just lighting the world on fire, even though he was a four-star recruit. I mean, my thing is, it's just, there's not. Did he, was he put in bad situations? Yes. And did he perform like a freshman in bad situations? Yes. So then that's why you might go get a veteran guy. I think it's before you give him a chance. It's only his second year next year. There's he's still got three or four more years. Again, the thing is though, if you can if you bring in a veteran, it wouldn't surprise me if then if you continue to look at that battle and you're not impressed, you bring in more veterans. It could be a trend to where then you start seeing your young guys leave and you become dependent on other schools' garbage. No, I think it's a year to year evaluation. Well, eventually someone's gonna get tired of going year to year. Flores knows, he said out loud that he knows you got to bring a vet. But if I'm a guy like Rangel, where you've had starts, you've, you've had to go into a game like the guaranteed rate bowl, yes, it was terrible, but a bowl game is still a bowl game. It's still kind of important to these players. I would be expected to try to have a, a shot at that starting spot. But if you bring in a veteran from Virginia who's going to be a grad transfer, who is strictly going to a place for football, you've locked him out of that spot. You've locked him pretty much out of a chance. He still has a chance to compete. He still knows the playbook way better than anybody that comes in. Yeah, but you're bringing in a guy that, let's be honest, if you're bringing in a grad transfer, unless that dude is a locker room cancer and he is terrible, he's locking up that starting spot unless some random strike of events hits. He's going to lock up that spot and Garrett Rangel is sitting for you. And you're just hoping. That's what they thought with JT Daniels, and that didn't happen. West Virginia. Yeah, but again, that's just if injuries hit. If if the world is perfect, most likely it's going to be, and for also JT Daniels won't light up the world either, but Brandon Armstrong will most likely light up and hit that spot for the whole year. Rangel sits a year. And you then have to wonder, well, is there just any confidences in all at Rangel and Flores? And at that point, you might still be wondering and looking at the upcoming veteran classes that you'll see with quarterbacks because quarterbacks will consistently hit the portal. You then continue to go out there because every year they're going to say, we need to get a veteran quarterback. We need to get a veteran quarterback. It could just stifle this process and really hurt all these young guys coming in because why would you want to trust them when you can go get a guy from another school who's been able to produce? I, I just don't think that's how teams evaluate. I, I think they go year by year. Well, you may not be doing that anymore because this is professional now. This is becoming more and more professional. So the evaluation process. He hates the portal, though. Like he, even though he's used it more this year because he's been forced to, because he's losing. Man, I hate a lot of things in life as well. But you got to use it. Well, what I'm saying is, I don't think Gundy will use the portal very much, which is what you're saying that he'll go with the young guns. I mean, that's what you would hope. But also at the same time, he's walking out with one of the top transfer portal classes. 
He is walking out with a yeah. top transfer portal class. And if they get Armstrong, it probably will be the best. But that's just because he lost 12 guys to the portal. You got to watch out to make sure you're not overcorrecting. Because think about it. You could easily overcorrect and go from a place to where you like to do homegrown things and then do a complete 180. You lose the homegrown stuff. I think ideally, because, I mean, this, listen, Rangel is like 18. Next year, you bring in an Armstrong, they compete in the spring, they compete in the summer, they compete in the fall. Whoever wins starts the year, and then Rangel is ready to go next year. And then Flores the year after that. You just got to hey make guys, sure. I got to run. I got to go. Right, you just got to make sure he's actually willing to sit. Because that's that's the thing is I don't know if a guy who's had the spots, I don't know if he's willing to sit. Well, I guess you just have to take that risk nowadays. Yeah. You got to be willing to. There will always be freshman quarterbacks you can recruit. Risk it for the biscuit. I, I, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens in the spring, obviously. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting situation. And it all kind of depends on if we get Armstrong or not, because there's a chance that we don't. That is that is very true. There's a big chance. All right. Well, that is episode 15 of the IPL podcast for Levi, Ian, and I. Don't know when we'll be recording next. Probably be a playoff recap and just some more college football leading into maybe some college basketball. We'll be talking about Max Duggan, the greatest quarterback right. of all time. So <laughs> happy holidays. Enjoy it, everyone. Have a good one. Hey. Bye.